Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Canopy Boulder Cannabis Business Podcast for bonus content. This podcast is devoted to topics related to starting up and investing in the cannabis industry. As many of you know, we're a business accelerator, so we work with a number of different entrepreneurs throughout the year. We run a 16-week program and we help them start their businesses. And since this podcast is focused on investing and starting up in the industry, what better way to talk about these topics than by interviewing the entrepreneurs themselves as they're starting up their companies. We hope you enjoy some of the profiles of our entrepreneurs. Happy listening. Welcome back to the Canopy Boulder podcast. This is week five of the Canopy Boulder Fall 2018 cohort. And today we are going to be speaking with Kate Awada, the founder and CEO of Azara. Uh, welcome hey. to the podcast, Kate. How's it going? Good, good. Thanks for being on. You want to tell us a little bit about yourself, Kate? Of course, yeah. So uh, I've been in the cannabis space for about eight years. I recently started a business called Azara, which I am the CEO. Um, before that, I kind of worked my way through the cannabis space as a trimmer, packager, creating edibles, all of the bits. Yeah, and Kate, before you, you were you were doing all those little things, but you were also uh, you got pretty deeply engaged as a metric consultant, isn't that right? Yeah, absolutely. I was actually the first metric consultant in the state of Colorado. It started as um, a program that Metric wanted to have a certified consulting program. Unfortunately, the state did not approve, but by then it was too late. I already had a business and had some traction, so they couldn't stop me from helping everybody out. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did that? What was that? What was that consulting business like? What would you be called in to do, and by who? So, any licensed cannabis business, and you know, it actually kind of started to trickle out into other businesses as I kind of got more on the compliance side of the things. I started as a metric consultant, and you know, working with point of sales, um, and became, and, you know, operationally as well. I started training employees not only on the software, uh, but also compliance and just best business practices. And it became its whole own animal. It was actually 5,700 consulting. Um, so we did lots of training. You know created lots of processes for many people, written many SOPs. Um, so it's just kind of was a little bit of everything. Whatever people needed, I tried to really just fill the gap for them just because, you know, the space is in its infancy. Lots of people didn't have the resources to do these things. And fortunately, I had the experience. So um, just came in and tried to make those processes easier for everybody. Awesome. So, you know, tell us a little bit about Azara and why did you start it? Well, um, you know, the consulting kind of led directly into it. I hit about 200 clients and as much as I tried to train people to help me out, you know, everybody, you know, ends up going their own different direction, focusing on what they love. So what I decided to do was automate the day-to-day -day operations. So I had a client actually tell me, whoever can guarantee compliance will win the compliance space. And I thought to myself, well, no one's ever going to be able to guarantee compliance, but <laughs> I can provide them the tools that they need in order to do so. So that's where Azara was incepted. It basically took all the information they needed to track and things they needed to remember and just made it a lot easier to access not only that information, but regulations um, and keep employees accountable by making it so that it was actually a traceable system due to its being digital. So this is a software as a service offering that you uh, sell to licensed businesses in the cannabis industry? Yeah, anybody who touches the space, um, it's a software as a service. So we go in and we do essentially a whole facility audit, make sure they're in good standing prior to getting them onto the system. We make sure everything is in from licenses to employees and everything in between. 
Um, and then we train them on the software, which is indirectly a compliance training, and then offer them support and access to good information as they continue using the process on a daily basis. So do you charge per licensed business or do you charge per employee on the platform? How do, how do, how do, how do you charge? So we basically try to focus on the license itself because each license is going to have its own compliance associated with, with it, whether it's a cultivation or a storefront. Um, so we do a monthly charge just for the facility. Obviously, if you have a multitude of licenses, we're going to work on the price. Um, but we try to structure it so that people can have access to this. The little guy who just needs some help that can't afford a compliance director, all the way to the big guy who has a compliance director that's monitoring, you know, 17 plus licenses. Wow. Okay, great. So very scalable and customizable or based yes. on people's needs. Um, can you talk a little bit about uh, the traction that you've developed since you launched Azara? Yeah, so we actually launched um, in October was when we went live and got our first betas on. We waited until January to start bringing on early adopters. Um, but since, you know, we've gotten plenty of people from out of state as well and new markets who are interested in uh, the platform, but also here in Colorado, we're really building a strong base here um, and have since brought on a multitude. We, I think we have about 40 licenses waiting to be onboarded. So um, wow. it's very exciting. Um, very, very good traction in my opinion. <laughs> you know, that's awesome. Now, you know, different states have different, uh, re you know, compliance requirements. You know, how do you handle those different requirements? Well, for the most part, most operations are going to be pretty similar. The biggest differences between regulations and states are, I mean, it's kind of the same as the city, county versus state. There's always going to be yeah. places that have more stringent regulations or more regulations or less. Um, so what we do is we basically come through all of them. We put them in a bite size, what I call bite size compliance forms. So we put all the, you know, advertising together, security together, inventory together. Um, and then as they shift and change, we then have the ability to either omit or add any regulations that have shifted. So we really try to make sure that we're make, not even really try, we actually maintain um, really great records and everything up current so that people can stay to date with and, and also be ready for any regulatory shifts. So new markets, not too big of a deal. Usually they're the easiest to capture because they don't have 400 and some odd pages worth of regulation yet. Right. Uh, so it's pretty easy to get in there, change the names of things. Some people call immature plants, immature plants or clones or right. just really, right. just, you know, for words, apples to oranges. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It. I, you know, one of the funny things I, I've heard in my travels uh, as we see sort of uh, other states go through the legalization process that Colorado went through, you know, you hear uh, folks talking about the regulations and they say, well, you know, uh, what's I ask them, what's the sort of feeling or the tone of the, of the, the regulators and say, well, they say we just don't want to do it like Colorado did. <laughs> and I sort of sit back and I'm like, wow, that's, that's a pretty interesting statement because, you know, here in Colorado, um, I don't know if you agree, Kate, but I think, you know, the way the, legislators, the advocates, the regulators, uh, law enforcement, um, how everybody's and the business, the industry has worked together is like a real case study, uh, positive case study for how to get things done as a team. 
Oh, I absolutely agree. And especially because there's so many regulatory bodies involved and different needs that need to be met from an industry standpoint. I always think when I hear that statement, because I too have heard it, uh, I I think that's ego and that's just human. And it it cracks me up because they ultimately always end up doing the exact same thing (laughs) regardless because it's the most logical way to, you know, accomplish all of this stuff. So everybody's tracking the same information for the most part because it's where's your product? Who's in your facility? You know, what kind of waste are you producing? It's, it's, you know, same, same, but different. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it always sort of gives me a chuckle too. So, so Kate, we're in week five of the Canopy Boulder uh, program. And so I wanted to sort of ask how you're feeling and see if there's any highlights that you wanted to cite from the first five weeks. Oh, absolutely. First of all, it is a sheer delight to be part of the program. It was something I was kind of reluctant to get into just because, again, it comes down to that human ego element. But the second I got in, I was learning. I was surrounded by people who, you know, were going through the same things. And it was just this unimaginable support system that I I couldn't even fathom a better support system. And oh, well, and I truly mean it, honestly. I mean, it's been such a delight and working with people to give you feedback in areas where you just get stuck and you're so blindsided because that's all you know and that's all you've been doing. So to have fresh people who have really great opinions and who are super intelligent to give you feedback, that's kind of been my biggest highlight. I mean, beyond obviously all of the amazing mentors and people that I have been introduced to and now have access to, I mean, it is just um, invaluable, truly. So, you know, your week five, you know, tell, tell the listeners what you're working on right now. So basically, I kind of am on the Accelerated Accelerator program. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I am actually going to be pitching in Las Vegas at the ArcView conference. I was chosen and just so, you know, excited and honored to um, have been chosen. And honestly, I have to really truly thank you as well as Diane Zarkowski from Canada Advisors um, for going to bat for me. So what I've been focusing on is just really dialing in my pro forma, understanding what my series A is going to look like after the fact, getting all of my numbers dialed in um, and really refining my pitch deck as well, as well as gaining my team. So um, that's great. Oh, totally. And it's, yeah. I owe it to Canopy, honestly. Oh. No, 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 no. You're, you're okay. You are a force. Uh, and I think everybody knows that in the industry. So uh, we're just happy to be partnered up with you and, you know, help you on your journey. So Aww. let's talk a little bit about that journey. Um, so, you know, tell me, tell me, when did, how did you find out about Canopy Boulder? So I actually was a mentor before um, doing anything else. And it was kind of strategic because I was getting into this tech side of the industry, which was very new for me. I'm very much a cannabis person um, through and through. And so someone had mentioned, I believe it was our, uh, one of my tech guys was like, Hey, Canopy, you know, does this, they're involved in tech, they're in the cannabis space. Why don't you go be a mentor? And I was like, ah, I would love that. I love telling people what to do. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I came in, I applied to be a mentor. Fortunately, I was chosen. I've met a million amazing new founders that were part of the last cohort and was very much inspired to, you know, stick around and want to be a part of this group. So um, that was kind of my introduction. And fortunately, I got to meet you as well. And that led into, you know, educating myself on the value and being able to bring Azara to um, the cohort as an, as a, 
participant yeah. <laughs> rather than a mentor. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's, it's this, well, the, the interesting thing is you're not the first mentor that has either launched a business through the accelerator or joined a business in the accelerator. Um, you know, talk a little bit about how you came to make the decision to join uh, Canopy Boulder and, and sort of, you know, engage Azara in the whole process we have here. You know, I don't mean to stroke your ego too much, but honestly, it was you because I, you know, danced around the idea. People had suggested it to me and I really had lots of questions and, you know, personal insecurities and things like that. And so, you know, after we met a few times and I got a better understanding of what it was that the program did and the type of people that we would be around, it was definitely something that took some thought. But ultimately, what my, made me make my decision was just, you know, not wanting to be in it alone anymore. I was just, I'm a single yeah. founder and, you know, I've got my team and things like that. But there's certain things as an owner and as a CEO that you can't really discuss with anybody that is under, yeah. under you in terms of um, hierarchy just because you don't want to freak them out. You don't want them to be, you know, worried about their job or the business or the company, even though there really isn't anything to worry about more often than not. But as a founder, it's like having a baby and it's like, what do I do with this thing? It's crying and <laughs> I can't figure out why. So it's, it's a journey in and of itself. And so to have that support, that's kind of what ultimately led me to join the program. You know, you, you highlight um, a, a very specific point. Being an entrepreneur can be a very, very lonely journey. And, um, you know, having a support structure uh, where you need it and, and in all the places that you need it, whether it's, you know, you as the CEO and just having, you know, an, uh, someone that you can call and be like, hey, you know, this is bugging me and can you help me work through this issue or getting support for your team members uh, yeah. is, is critical. And I think there's, you know, I think one of the reasons why accelerators have become so prevalent and popular in the entrepreneurial community is for just that reason. I think people realize that if they've been an entrepreneur before and it didn't work out, um, or even if they were an entrepreneur before and it worked out, they appreciate having sort of a, a, a village yeah. of people around them that are trying to help them. So, so I remember, um, well, let me, let me, let me ask you this, you know, it sounds like you're feeling good about the decision. Um, you know, you know, how has this been an emotional roller coaster? You feel like you've been pretty grounded and, you know, what's Honestly, it been like? I feel like it's incited something in myself that I knew was there and people kept telling me was there, but it wasn't until I got in and was holding myself accountable and surrounded by other people who were moving and shaking and doing things quickly that, you know, really inspired me to be my best and to do the best that I could. Um, and, you know, and move quickly, but thoughtfully trust, but verify and all of these things. And so it's just, you know, been amazing um, what it does. It's almost contagious, the right. like amplification of excitement and all of those things and being able to channel them and have the resources so that you're not out of your element anymore. I mean, there's so many things where you don't know what you don't know. And so it's beautiful to have, you know, lists, people, all of these things accessible where, you know, if someone comes to you and says, let's talk about valuation cap. And you're like, I'm sorry, I don't speak Chinese. You can look <laughs> over at somebody and, and they'll give you a better explanation of here's what it is. Here's what you need to consider. And it's really thorough. It's really robust. And it leads you to learn about 
other things and, and put you in the right path for, you know, different elements of your business that otherwise you might have let um, kind of fizzle on the sideline or burn out, if you will, um, mm -hmm. and or not get attention at all. So, yeah, yeah, no, I, I think um, it's, I, I don't think we expected um, can the, the, the sort of, uh, the sort of synergy that, uh, we've seen um, in between companies and the cohorts and then also in between companies and the cohorts and companies that are alumni companies now. It, it, it's something I guess we kind of underestimated would, uh, from a value uh, standpoint that we've been really pleased with. Um, and I think it's just neat to see you know, all these you know, stallions, these racehorses out there like running the race together and 99% you know, uh, of the time uh, it's sort of like a collaborative and pats on the back and go get them and it's not competitive yeah. um, because really there aren't any businesses in the program that are directly competitive and we try to avoid that off of course but um, yeah we love to see uh, the teams helping one another out it, it's it really really warms our hearts so well, there's so much synergy I mean when you're in the cannabis space and this is kind of on the compliance side of things to it like there's just certain things that permeate every aspect of business and what's beautiful is as these ancillaries and tech companies and you know plant facing companies all come together you really do get to think about things in a different perspective because you have professionals being professional at what they're professional at helping yeah. other professionals right <laughs> But I mean, it truly is just invaluable and it helps you when you leave the cohort too, I imagine. And even, you know, having been a mentor and meeting all of these alumni and seeing where they are now, I mean, it really is incredible. There's integrations, there's, you know, acquisitions, there's just mm -hmm. so many different things that you can do, um, you know, that I just am blown away by constantly. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, it is, this industry is great. There's definitely a strong bond between uh, all the members, but in all business, sometimes those relationships that you have uh, running into people at cocktail parties and networking events and industry events, it can be a little superficial, but when you have this shared experience of going through the program, it really, I think, definitely, uh, you know, there's a common bond there. Well, so, so, you know, now that you're in the program, tell us what your life like is now. Um, <laughs> I think I can sum it up by a conversation I had my, with my mom at 8 a.m. And she said, is that program making you a morning person? <laughs> 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 so, you know, just, you know, being excited and high on the feeling of, you know, accomplishments and getting things done and having goals set. Um, I think that I definitely have much better structure, um, you know, implementing different communication platforms, ensuring that there's, you know, some rhyme or reason to the week, you know, allocating Mondays for meetings with team members, Wednesdays for pitch practice. Um, it certainly has taught me to, you know, follow through a tremendous amount, which was something that, you know, you get overwhelmed when you have 200 some odd emails a week right. coming in. So, you know, being able to set up those times and, you know, have the structure in my life, that has been the most valuable for me. So, you know, I've totally seen a shift, not only in my attitude towards the things I'm trying to accomplish, but also in my schedule alone. So yeah, I'm no longer staying up till four or five in the morning writing reports. I'm just getting it up and knocking them out. And then I yeah. still have my evening. So that's, that's great. Glorious. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, so one of the things that we're always talking about uh, with the companies is uh, defining and expressing how your business is different, how your business is really compelling. So can you talk a little about why 
you believe Azara is different and compelling from a, you know, from, from, from any perspective, from an investment, from a, a customer perspective, you know, how are you, how, how is Azara unique? So not only do I have the experience from firsthand living the life of a trimmer, of a packager, of a manager, of every piece to the space, which gives me insight as to what the people are like, the personalities, the processes. Um, but beyond that, really the platform is aimed to, per to you know, allow access to regulations. And you know, I've listened to people's flights for five years mm. over what they like, don't like, works, doesn't work when it comes to software, to operations, all of it. So really being able to pull that in um, has been invaluable in addition to um, just the fact that most people don't think of compliance as the whole that it is. They think of it as inventory compliance or labeling compliance or whatever little minute things that really make up the whole of the space because there's even compliance in the advertising that's being done. So right. um, being able to really address all of those things and bring them forth so that everyone kind of knows what their role is, how it applies to their department. That's something that definitely sets Azara aside from um, other people that may be in the compliance space, like a point of sale that's just really tracking inventory or an mm -hmm. auditing platform, mm -hmm. those type of things. Yeah. You know, I'm sure I've heard it. I'm sure you've heard it too. People say, you know, in the cannabis industry, they say we're actually in the compliance uh, business <laughs> that sells cannabis. Um, yeah. That's what I used to say after every class. I would always tell everybody now, remember <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're not in the cannabis industry. We're in the compliance industry. So that's, awesome. and that's totally true. <laughs> so uh, Kate, what's next for Azara? What's, what's uh, the big vision where, where, you know, where do you see yourself in the next, in five years from now? Five years from now, well, hopefully sitting with all of my cohort members laughing and reminiscing of all the hardships we've had to go through <laughs> as business owners. But um, honestly, Azar for me has always been kind of the grand uh, tier level of everything, the culmination of the past 11 years in this space. Um, and so, you know, Helping people has always been my driving force. It's something that started me to help my friends who started their business, help patients once I got onto the medical side of things. So, you know, allowing the industry as a whole to have access to this and really, you know, gaining the market share of other places that are coming online that may not otherwise understand the importance or need. Um, but hopefully I'm taking a little bit of a step back and letting fresher minds who are more active kind of participate in the development of the platform. I think that that would be just wonderful. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, we should uh, look for you in Las Vegas at ArcView and MJ BizCon. Absolutely. I will okay. be there. And how can, if somebody's interested in talking to you about the platform or anything else, how, how can they get in touch with, with you or your team? Yeah, so basically I, I'm always uh, reachable by email, but if you want to just go through the platform, if it's something for a demo from a client side, it would just be azara.io, A-Z-A-R-A.io, um, or my email, which is going to be k dot awada at azara.io um, and that's k dot a w a d a at azara.io awesome awesome kate uh it's a real pleasure to have you in the program and be partnered up with you on azara i gotta you know speaking for the whole team you bring great energy to the cohort you always have a big smile on your face and uh you know i i, I was telling somebody uh recently that 
Kate definitely passes my beer test. But, you know, <laughs> do I want to go out and grab a beer with Kate and hang out for a while? The answer is a strong yes. So, oh, well, beer's <laughs> on me in Vegas, my dear. Just come find me at the RQ conference. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, thanks a lot. And uh, for all the listeners out there, please do get in touch with Kate at Azara. And uh, if you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed, uh, like what we uh, have up there and share and uh, write a review. And every positive review helps us reach more people. So uh, thanks again, Kate. And uh, thanks to listeners for tuning in. Thanks, Patrick. Okay. Bye-bye.